What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony. You're listening to the Culture Jack Podcast. It's Monday, madness time, which means before I dive into the episode, you gotta that subscribe, share, and review button available to you absolutely free. It just takes a moment. We appreciate it here. Today, we are going to go ahead and uh, do a little bit of free balling and... Uh, <laughs> I want to dive into collectibles with my man, my partner in crime, my dude with a tood, <laughs> dust toned. Let me shuffle up to that. Let me scoot. Hey, hey, to to the listener out there, let me scoot up on that seat with you. Let me just let me let me just cuddle in close here on the Monday Madness Show. I'm I'm very uh, honored and humbled. To be invited to your your show, good sir. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I guess. Yeah, welcome, collectible. Welcome, take a seat up, son. Relax a little. We're gonna dive into collectibles because it's an ongoing theme, and it's when you string it to all of the all well, not all of the uh, the bulk of the shows and and items that we collectively discuss it's just so fucking relevant it's in insanity in my mind <laughs> um but before i dive into that <clears throat> you know let's do a little bit of catch up catch up catch up <laughs> what are we what are we catching up with uh i i know i have a story to tell that i haven't told okay at least on the podcast i'm ready for your story you're ready for the story uh, well, you played part in the story that uh, the beginning of it happened over two years ago. Oh, okay. This story. Yeah, I'm ready. This story, this I'm story. ready. Tell it to yeah. me again, though. So uh, for those that don't know, I have been flying drones since 2016, which was pretty much the start of public drone use, because before that, it was a military. Um, anyways... About two and a half years ago, I had a DJI Phantom 3, or no, Phantom 4 Pro, and this thing retailed, I think, for like 1500 bucks. I I flew it once or twice, and then I was actually going, you know, I'm not going to name off where I was going and all of that for, for the sake of going you, to weird, hell. you weird motherfuckers that are out there. Uh <laughs> But nonetheless, I was I was actually uh, on a visit. I visited with you during this uh, during this uh, run, and I brought the. I, I, at the time, I was doing a lot of drone footage. I was doing uh, the Rent Start uh, Experiment. I was doing tech reviews and a lot of life type of uh, content. And drone footage was extremely familiar to me with with curating and in flying the drone weekly. And I was on a visit. So I packed up my drone, packed up all my other gear. And we were having a great weekend as we normally did when we were out of town doing our doing our deal. And <clears throat> I had done several. Uh, at this point, I did several drone shots. I was doing what my, my normal MO for collecting what, what is called B-roll. Uh, for I think at the time I was doing the Martini vlog and I was doing some WOE stuff, and by no stretch of the imagination was this a 
thing I was trying to do. <laughs> um, I was at a family member's house and they have some beautiful views. Like it's just the perfect place to launch. I had actually shot from there before with the drone. Um, and some things, if you're not familiar with drone shooting, is you have to check your GPS settings. You have to make sure you have satellite uh, uh, connection and all of these things. So right, right, right. Run, running through that, everything looked good. I just, I literally bought a brand new 128 gig card before coming down. And at that time, that was a big deal. And I was stoked. So I was like, oh, I'm, I need to get some B-roll. It was a beautiful time of year. There was uh, fireweed and there was the mountains and and all of these beautiful scenery shots that I was counting on just shooting and moving on with life. And so late into the afternoon, we were visiting with family and I was like, hey, I'm going to run outside. I'm going to shoot some footage with my drone. And I put this guy up in the air and we're talking, you know, guessing at this point years later probably 150 feet in the air or something like the 100, 150 feet in the air. And I actually have a video of what's about to take place available if you want to watch it. Um, but nonetheless, I get it in the air and I'm zooming around trying to pick up some B-roll shots. And, and again, B-roll is that fancy footage is what I always refer to. A-roll is your main footage. So it's dialogue, it's video, it's, it's the, crux of what is trying to be explained especially in uh youtube it's the main footage so your 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 story your your story driven narrative footage would be like your uh the theme you're trying to portray and then your b-roll would be the background footage the extra the in between the the it helps set the set the tone Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, you know, in this case, it was going to be scenic footage of the location I was at. So I'm explaining, I'm talking, and then you get this clip of beautiful mountains and fireweed. And I had this uh, concept that I wanted to execute. I got some of the shots done and I was like, okay, now I'm going to go after the, what really is a basic situation. I've done it many times over. I've done it in a lot different locations a lot of different locations in Alaska, in Washington and, and other places. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to put this up. Like I said, I'm about 150. I think it was about 150 feet up was not very far from me. And I try to, I, I I'm doing a pan shot. So left to right. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing a pan shot of these beautiful mountains. It's we're heading into sunset. And that's the perfect time to shoot because you're not getting direct glare. You're getting your ND. I have, I actually also had a brand new ND filter on it, which was like 120 bucks, which is a filter for the lens that I had set. And it was just like perfect for what I was doing at the time. And while up in the air and I'm doing this thing, a, I experienced an issue. And the issue was I was quasi losing control of the drone. Not to my own demise, like it wasn't a, a me situation, it was a drone situation. So, again, it was within eyesight because, technically speaking, when you're flying a drone under FAA ruling, you are supposed to have it within eyesight. You're not supposed to like fly it across the country and then hope that it comes back using the digital imaging that's going to your phone or to your tablet or what have you. Uh, so it's within eyesight and I'm losing it. Was very strange what was happening. There's disruptions happening between the transmission of 
what I was trying to do and was actually happening. And so I was trying to bring it back and I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, I bring it back closer and it fucking falls and it's going to hit some fireweed and, and there, there's going to be some foliage that hopefully it lands into and I can salvage cushions. It's fall. Yeah. A little bit. Sure. And so with this, I'm getting fucking nervous, like really nervous. Cause again, this is a $1,500 drone. I just put it like a, at the time it was like $150, $200 chip in this thing back when 128s were like the biggest and baddest little SD fucking gold cards you could get. And it starts coming back to me. So I lost connection. It was acting funky. And I'm like, okay, I got to get this thing back. I bring it back or start bringing it back. And I, and mind you, I can see this thing. Okay. It's like right up there, but it's, it's obviously well beyond any reach, even with an extension of any kind. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then it stops and it kind of stutters at me. And I'm like, why the fuck is it stopping? I'm starting to look panic a little. I'm like, dude, no, man, no, that is like watching, you know, arguably like 1800 bucks. Give me the middle finger. And I'm like, no, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it staggers or or stutters to where it sits there. And I'm not, I am technically not in control of this drone at this point. And I'm like, come on, man. My return RTH, which is return to home, setting was set to my perimeters at my GPS location. I waited out and I'm like, come on, man. Why are you doing this? Like, it seems I have good uh, video, uh, you know, video frequency going. Sure. Your connection. I can good. see myself at this point. I'm just pointing at myself like, okay, let's get some identifiers. So if I have to go into the, the, the foliage and all, all the greenery, I at least have an idea of where I'm going. Well, moments later, this thing decides, okay, well, we're not going that way, fella. We are going to beeline it north as fast as we can, which at the time I had my limitation set to about 40 miles an hour. <laughs> and it says, fuck you. I'm going the other direction. And I, like I'm rendered fucking useless. I tried to do what was the uh, call command for a uh, bad executable of commands, which is RTH return to home, which again, my RTH was set for my destination. I, I preset that didn't even acknowledge it said nope <laughs> fucking goodbye and while this is happening of course dude my heart is sinking into my stomach my wallet is like on fire in my pocket that's an expensive toy to fly away from you into the well sunset. and you watch it like not only am i watching it on my screen i'm watching it on this thing and we are right. at just to be clear we are at the cuff of a green belt that is hundreds if not thousands of acres so you're saying that bushwhacking seemed a pretty insurmountable task at that point. No, it's not going into the tree line over the neighbor's yard, <laughs> to, to put it nicely. And so this thing is hightailing it away from me into this green belt. And I'm watching it. I end up yelling. My wife gets out there. Her uncle gets out. All these people get out there. And it's like, hey, pay attention to this. This is still live footage. So I'll be able to capture this. And it goes for minutes and minutes and minutes. And it, dude, I am sweating at this point. Like, oh my fucking God, like this is green belt, green belt. Like there's no houses, there's no delineators, there's no nothing. And to, to attempt to put this into perspective, 
to attempt to identify a location by a topographical view <laughs> from a fucking drone flying at close to 40 miles an hour is near impossible. So no landmarks that you could see, no road oh, I mean, systems. Sure, if no you had like an expert uh Whatever. Tracker? Sure. Why didn't you call me? Yeah, if you had someone that knew take topographical. You could take screenshots maps, of your maps. of your photos that your your drone was taking. Send them to me. Yeah. I would have been able to identify the area within 100 meters. Easy. Oh, Jesus. Easy. So long story short, minutes went by, which, which felt like hours. And then the frequency started to decay, a.k.a. I could not continue to see visibility you start get fracturing which is essentially data you know data is running thin and so uh the video footage shortly after cut and that was the end of the video footage that i had now hours later into the evening we spent so much time driving around and trying to access where we believed possibly but again the footage cut and it I'm sure it just kept going because the frequency between the controller I had and what it was doing, clearly what it was doing had nothing to do with my controller at that point. So long story short, I created a YouTube video with the footage that I did have live from what happened. And it showed in the uh, Red Start Experiment YouTube video I put together. It shows ultimately all of what I just described and, and where it uh, the, the connection decayed essentially and I lost connection, and lo and behold, the fucking drone flew away. And rest in peace, R.I.P. And so, interesting story is this: uh, by the time this airs, a few weeks back, I am working away at my job, and I get a messenger request a message. I think is what it's called. And I don't generally, I don't generally answer that shit because normally it's like spammy and like weird shit. And so by, for, for whatever reason, I answer it and I see it and it's like, someone's trying to share an image with you. It's a guy and it says the name of the person <laughs> and it's his dick. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the concern. I'm like, Jesus, it's like 10 a.m. I don't want to really see the a concern? Dick. How many of those do you get? Like on, on average per week, how many pictures oh, I don't of get a lot dicks of, do you get? None. No, none. Like now you said it, not a lot, but now you're saying none. Which is it? No, I don't let me, get. Let me I don't get light into well, your face. Well, I don't get strangers' dicks. Whose I, but, dicks but do I you do get? get? I, I do get fake uh, dicks requests, <laughs> possibly fake dicks. I don't know. No, but I, I, I'm I not get fake, you my dick. Well, I get fake requests uh, often, and I don't answer them. I don't even look at them. I just hit the the swipe over and delete. That's so many new friends that you've just forsaken, that you've just Sorry. let go back. Sorry. Sorry. Set them free. Catch and release with this guy. Yep. I can't believe it. Yep. Um, so in this instance, it was like, why is this person in it? And it did show tentatively their location. So I'm like, okay, so this person is quasi local, not, not local to me within walking distance, but they're, they're local within my local to your boy. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And so I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this guy said to me? And lo and behold, over two and a half years go by. And this dude sends me a picture of a, what clearly looks like a wrecked DJI Phantom 4 drone. And I'm like, well, I've wrecked a couple at this point in my <laughs> career, in my life. Uh, and is this because I also did repair videos and I, I, 
publicized me doing this. And I've been, uh, people have contacted me exclusively about, Hey, what about this, that, and the other? And that's what I thought it was. So I look at the image and I'm like, okay, so like, what's up? You sent me a picture of a broken drone, big fucking deal. He's like, no, dude, this is your drone. And I was like, how do you know that? And he's Did you like, put your name on it? Did like, <laughs> well, actually there, there actually was my FAA labeling on it, but, oh, okay. um, Lo and behold, the dude went through and and was able to salvage the memory card to some degree. And he's like, "No, I I got video and and uh, images of you." And I was like, "Okay," which you know, I mean, could it have been the military? Can we go to conspiracy with this? Did we just get some like this dude black this- cop shit? <laughs> no, probably no. It wasn't it because a lot of those, if you if you fucking connected the dots, it was pretty goddamn easy to find me. I did movies exclusively in Alaska with this drone, um, so forth. And so, so long story short, very short back and forth. Hey, dude, I, I found this thing. Um, I want to get it back to you. Obviously we're, we're geographically separated to where you can't just show up in 20 minutes and come and get it. So forth. And so, so we go back and forth a little bit. You come into play, um, given your, given your geographical location, which they're not an immediate, reach for you necessarily for the sake of this story can we uh exclusively refer to me as the hero then the hero oh my God. <laughs> entered the entered the fray as it will uh the the narrative became clear as the clandestine hero uh made his made his appearance on can the we scene just say can we just say courier i think courier is as a fan of fallout well new clipped. vegas i am willing to accept that okay, moniker okay um so by dumb luck, to, to put it this way. And a hero's perseverance. And a hero's perseverance. The courier was quipped to take the challenge. Uh, by dumb luck, guys, the person was geographically located and available to uh, hand this thing off to you, in which you, you uh, free-handed it and brought it, brought it north. And for all intents and purposes, this thing, my, my DJI Phantom 4 Pro at one time, which was uh, the the top consumer drum on the market. Now, after being retrieved, and I don't know if this was you or the way he found it. It's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Looks as though this thing has been gnawed on. Oh, yeah. No, it was bison. broken before, but I chewed the hell out of it. <laughs> I, let me tell you. Uh, clearly, this was not the condition it was sent off into the wild in. Um <laughs> This thing is fucking destroyed. But nonetheless, what if that's how he found you? Because he matched up the dental imprints on the drone with your dental records. You should, those dental huge. rubber. You can see my fucking big square teeth. You those chew. those do not match what you see on that fucking drone. You chew on all of your products um, just to make sure people can trace them back to you. No, nonetheless, I have a busted fucking drone that clearly was mulled around. I there's chew what appears to be chew marks all over this fucking thing. Part of the leg looks like it was chewed off. The propellers look like they were dug into the ground and uh, it's cool to get it back. I mean, I never expected to hear, you know, hide nor hair about anything ever again about this thing. Do you think it would have recorded until it crashed? Yeah. Independently, I'll pull the footage. I still need to pull the footage. I think so. Because that my connection was only via remote, which sure, was sure, sure. 2.4 megahertz, and it went fucking quick out of my range. But it, it would it would continue yeah, recording independent of you because there was no order for it to turn off. Correct. Yeah. Until it until it crashed, it should have recorded. 
that would be a, I wonder if it like tumbled, you know, hit a tree, tumbled down, fum, 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 I, and then just continued recording until an the battery ran out or, or whatever. Two hours. Yeah. I mean, I that's would possible. love if that animal not on it within that hour. Oh, that fuck, would be so dude. I, I would be so happy to see that, honestly. <laughs> or it like hits a tree and then lands on a bear and the bear's like, fuck you, <laughs> drone. Well, I at would this love point, that. like you've done your mourning over the, the lost oh, yeah, you know, money mean, of it. Like that, dude, that almost at the time to tell you creatively, um, one of many times through my my years of trying to create shit, uh, that was one where I did the video, which was uh, Homer's Odyssey, which is available on Red Star Experiment, which is funny because <laughs> there was a lot of cool beach scenes and, and different things. And it ended with the uh, loss of this drone. It was one of those ones where I'm like, well, like, am I just hanging this thing up? I can't like I can't continue to fucking bench out this kind of money. This is a a part of what I felt was a uh, uh, creative aspect that I wanted to share regularly uh, that was critical to the operations of what I was doing at the time. And uh, it fucked with me, dude, for, for weeks to come, if not months to come on like, dude, do I keep doing this endeavor? Uh, do Dang, I know it made you question your whole, uh, your yeah, whole hobby, was, your whole craft? Well, it was, it was a part of the game, man. I mean, it was a part of what I was doing. It would be like, uh, you know, I'll knock on wood because we got wood right here, but it'd be like if my mixing board right now fucking shit out on me and fried out or both these microphones killed or something. It'd be like, damn, like, what am I doing now? You know, we're recording the podcast on a phone. Get ready for some high quality. Yeah. Podcast, guys. Yeah. So anyways, lo and behold, it's returned. Uh, it may become a side project to see if I can rebuild the fucking thing and I think you should and, shellac and that bitch in gold and hang it in your office, man. That's what I think. Just as is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because that would like, be it's the, a, the road it's, of least resistance. It's a trophy. It's it, the battery's all mangled looking, you know, the the freaking gyro and the camera's all, I think, it, probably in pretty good condition, actually, looking at looking at the thing. But, uh, yeah, I think it, where does a badge of honor, man? Like, be like, this is the one that got away, but then came back. If you love something, set it free. Oh, it got set free. If it doesn't come back. It got back, set free 40 miles an hour north. If it comes back, it was yours. If yeah. it doesn't come back, never was. Yeah. But it came back. Still never recovered the one that hit the river. Rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. Anyways, <laughs> that was a way longer story than I intended, so I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for... Uh, well, don't, actually, I don't apologize. Don't ever shit. apologize. Yeah, yeah, I'm not apologizing. Don't, no, we I only, hope you enjoyed that We only story. move forward. In fact, fuck you if you didn't like listening to that. Stop it. Come back. Yep. Listen to it again. That's Rewind right. that bitch. That's right. So that's my story. Did you have anything you wanted to kick in before we dive into collectibles? Uh, do you want me to to do this now or later? No, go ahead. So uh, we're we're going to talk about collective collectibles, predominantly probably comics and, and what we're familiar with. But Dustin, however, has something that he's going to do live, which is kind of cool. We've never done this before. Yeah, so, I, 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 I brought it. Basically, this is going to be like an audio unboxing. If we were uh, in the space where we were live streaming these things, you could you could get them visually as well. However, uh, it is a first for the podcast. I think uh, I brought a some Pokemon trading cards. Now, I am not a collector of Pokemon trading cards, but I know that there are collectors going absolutely bananas about these Pokemon cards, absolutely bananas about Pokemon in general, because we just, we shared a story on one of our other podcasts here recently 
about uh, Pokemon Oreos where they were collecting the unique characters that came out of the Oreos. And if Anthony would ever be so brazen as to collect a foods uh, item um, uh, to collect. So I got these Pokemon cards specifically because I want to start battling my son. He's huge into Pokemon. And, and, he, and he has cards, right? He does. He doesn't know I've purchased these. Okay, and so what what is the, for those Pokemon connoisseurs, what what is this? Okay, Chilling so I, I don't know if these are like good cards or not. I got them at Walmart or Target or one of the one Target, of the two. Got it from Target. That makes a difference on where you get it from. But so okay. this is Pokemon. Let me see one of the packs. Yeah, here, see one of the packs. Okay, so Take he's got he's got the current Pokemon Sword and Shield Chilling Rain. I believe this is a booster pack. So it includes one Pokemon TCG. Yeah, it is a booster pack. Shield and uh, Sword and Shield Chilling Rain booster pack. 10 additional game cards. These are coming in a like a uh, cardboard fold over. And I, I'm assuming there is. Yeah, it appears as though there is a foil interior. So this is just the you motherfuckers can't feel out the cards because that's what they do. <laughs> oh, really? That's what they do. Oh, yeah. like feel for different textures and whatnot. Uh, normally it's depth of card, like oh, like baseball, football, like they started putting blanks in. So oh. you couldn't feel out the specialty thick boys. Because you, you feel a thicky, and you, back in the day, you feel a thicky, and you're like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> Listen, so, okay, okay, so let's. You're getting some let's, dick okay, pics so, and so he's going to crack one of these bad boys open. Uh, before I get started, uh, there is a uh, age uh, limit on here. It's for uh, people ages six and over. Oh, if you made it, so if I, you made it this far, like I, you are well above six years old. You're listening old. to the wrong podcast <laughs> for sure. But if you're under six, stop, stop listening right I now. Know. This is not for you. 20, this is for the adults. 20 Five minutes in, if you are below six, you you have exceeded. So he is vigorously tearing the top portion, just slid, just struggling. He a just bit. slid that foil. So pack yeah, out. so here's here's the foil pack here. Actually, you know what? Here you open open one. I don't know what the fuck I'm um, doing. I'm going to describe what was on the cardboard pack though first uh, for Pokemon fans out here. Sword and Shield, Chilling Rain, um, ten additional game cards. You need sixty cards apparently to have a enough playable cards for a deck. And on the cover oh. of this one, it's got, it looks like <laughs> Pokemon fans would be real upset if they listen to this. No, it's different. different oh. one. You can describe yours okay. here in a second. Uh, the the pack that I took out has the same as, as that one. Okay. Though. Um, so it's got. So, yeah. If you're a Pokemon fan, you're about to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I can only describe as a uh, oversized chicken. Well, I have no, I, there's no, <laughs> there's. There's no uh, comparison. You're, you're getting on the real. You're getting the this real. Is, this, this someone's is gonna be fucking pissed this, about this description. There's no Pokemon. This is fans this is the card. This, this is the cardboard pack too, not the not the physical. Yeah. So this pack. is the the nice designer cardboard they had yeah. on the outside. So it's uh, looks like maybe an oversized uh, chicken or owl. Perhaps the wings looks like there might be th- no two wings. Uh, look like a third there, but it's just one of its feathers. Uh, coming across here, it's it's a whitish blue with a turquoise uh, breast. So I'm going to open the pack now. Um, oh, you hear that? Yep. And while he's while he's opening that, don't don't forget the Pokemon TCG Sword and so, uh, Sword and Shield Chilling Chilling Rain expansion contains over 190 cards. Each Pokemon TCG booster pack contains 10 cards and one basic energy. Each player must have 60 cards of deck. Expand your Pokemon trading card collection with a 10 additional game card booster pack. That's how they get you. You can also play online. Dustin is having quite a struggle here, folks, 
We may have to go. Oh, he's got it open. He's got one fancy looking card. Okay. Two uh, fancy looking cards. And all right, I, I'm not supposed to show under, this. This because this could indicate whether it's a good pack or not. Okay. I don't know who's the top card. All right. Number okay, one ready? card here. We ready? Got, uh, here is card number one. Okay. We got Raboot, uh, who's he's got a special skill of a volley kick. Uh, looks like he's playing hacky sack. The, yeah, the Pokemons have gotten very, they've gotten much more anthropomorphic over the years. Like typically they were little monsters, little four-legged creatures, but many of them are taking on these human attributes. Wow. And I don't know if that's a contribution of the furry society or not, but second card, we've got old cemetery. <laughs> this isn't a Pokemon at all. Oh, it's probably like a, uh, you know, magic where you lay down like, this environment will help this kind of card. But land or uh, it's old cemetery. Whenever any I don't know, attaches yeah, let's an just, energy card yeah. from their hand to one of their non Pokemon, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. I'm not sure what it means, but I'm going to use it against my son to devastating effects. Uh, card number three. <laughs> good, good, good. Call. The expedition <laughs> uniform. Uh, so here's looks like another another special card. There, I've got a blue energy. I assume that's water. Just throw it across the table. Oh, this is your, like, uh, if it was magic, it would be mana. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I just pulled a card. This is... Uh, I don't understand any of this. This is, is going to blow your mind. Uh, it actually is the cover card for uh, the one Anthony's going to describe here. It's a Shadow Rider, Calyrex, which, let me describe what this Pokemon looks like. It's, no, don't describe it. I got to describe it. If it's okay, mine, you, if you it's just, mine, I got to describe it. it. Uh, th- yours is really fun. I'm really upset. But the, the one he'll, he'll be describing is Cali. Well, describe it now. Then we'll just keep talking about this card. Okay. So the outer cover, I don't know what the inner cover of mine is, appears to be a Pegasus rising. Okay. And okay. on this Pegasus has a, what looks to be sheep with long ears and... <laughs> balls over his head it's got clearly massive cl- blue ball yeah clearly this sheep character with wings has never done leg day because his legs are pencil thin oh it does have a yeah. wings. yeah and then behind that there is a beautiful glisten of what appears to be a rainbow of majestic swirls so dude, this, this is a big purple sperm dude is that what i don't know what that is this why does the him. horse look so good and the character riding it looks like shit I, I don't know if they look like shit i mean i think i don't know either rendition of hey, that character oh shit that's a glowy too Let's yeah no that, it's got like some reflective got, stuff yeah he's got like a reflector yeah you i might got, have something yeah here. i got the shadow of Calrex. shadow oh you're right why your cut co- your card looks better than the fucking cover of mine all day long like this looks better than this <laughs> look at my dude oh yeah you're pencil looks, that looks terrible. <laughs> I know, pencil fucking legs like the whole thing, he's got a he's got a reflector, uh, kind of a refractor thing. Weakness times two. These are two guys. We have no business talking about this. We're <laughs> no, just, we have we're, all the business. Okay, keep going. Though, keep going. Okay, this, then, the whole episode's going to be us unboxing two packages. Listen, if we that's did what a it horrible is, why job. Not? Okay, so we got uh, Deli Bird here. Looks like an owl who is he's got he's got two Christmas presents. He's got ice snow and icy snow and package delivery for his. He's got 90 HP. Oh, shit. You got another refractor. It, well, it looks kind of shiny. It doesn't look like as shiny as the other no, this one. This has got like, uh, yeah, this is like the card itself without the image being a refractor. Wow. 
I see. She's, no, baby. Yeah, you know, these could be worth some money. What if I just made $4,000 here I tonight? Well, <laughs> shit, crazier things have been happening. Uh, then we got Hera Cross. Looks like a blue beetle type character. Uh, <laughs> Port. Porygon, some <laughs> worst. There's like one word written on this card. It looks like shit, and there's one word. Yeah, it's sharpen. 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 Yeah, for a, a character that looks like it has, it's made up of five different polygons <laughs> exclusively. Yep. All right. Um, we got Farfetched. Oh, he's one that I'm familiar with. His his only move is Puncture. Then we've got. Oh shit! I got another Deli Bird. You want a Deli Bird? This one, however, does not have the refractor on the lowers. Oh, it is different. The card surround is not special. Oh, it is different. I wonder if those are what they call shiny Pokemon. And then I got a coughing. He's a he's a he's poison a, ball. And he's got smog twenty. You know, I'm I think sure. with the deck that I just drew. With the booster pack. That's well, yeah, the deck. booster pack. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to get some more cards to make a full sixty card deck. Um <laughs> my son is going to be in tears. After we play, I don't know I if you have enough uh, land. I, I don't know this game, but if this was a magic game, you don't have enough land to call any of these motherfuckers. Well, that's true. All right. So I uh, pulled my pack out. This is uh, I've got what appears to be some kind of winter Pegasus or or champion horse. Is on it the there. same one? It appears to be. And he also has balls on his head. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with? Look. He's got balls on his head. That's it, the same. It's just a different. Well, it's different. Oh, maybe Pegasus it's like is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the Pegasus one had purple hair. This is like an ice looking horse with maybe some evolution of the ball headed. I don't baller. understand that concept at all. So I know a little bit about Pokemon evolution. So like you can start with a. You, I had to bite the thing open. <laughs> it was very ornery. Um you, you start with a certain type of Pokemon, and after you level it accordingly, at least in the show and the video game. Oh, this is not the show, bro. This is tabletop. Yeah, I know, but most likely Table. I'll be able to level one of my other Pokemon to make that Okay, Pokemon. Are you ready for this? I am. Be careful with these, because I need to... Don't tear them. I have to beat my son with I'm them. Not good. Jesus. Listen. How many packs of cards? I guarantee. You I'm, a collector. I'm a collector. I'm a like. I'm basically a collector. We haven't even better collector than even, you now. Two packs. Even, okay. I'm okay. In it. Okay. So f- starting off, we've got Aaron. Aaron. It sounds better. A Aaron. A Aaron. We got Nah, and Rolling Tackle as his. What's he look like? He, he looks pretty boy. cool. That's a little robot dog. Snorot. Uh, we've got a headbutt coming to you, which is pretty cool looking. We've oh, got yeah. Venipede, which has the poison sting. Well, Dick Tickler. Said <laughs> <laughs> it right there, man. Uh, we've got Snover, who does that whop down on you. Single strike. Special ability. <laughs> Galarian Snowpoke. This dude looks like he got high and just slept on the Show fucking this beach. <laughs> Look at this dude. <laughs> Look at him. He's just passed out, and she's like, I'm going to snow poke you. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that guy? That, that one's trying to seduce you. Okay. Oh, this one's good, too. So one of my shiny cards is the Galarian Slow, Galarian Slow King. This is a stage one. And his ability is Mysterious Potion. 
His little thing below that is spray fluid. What the fuck? What the fuck kind of of Bill Cosby card did you just pull? Oh, oh shit. Wait till you see the, actually this next one is mysterious potion. That's a fucking uh, roofie, man. I'm going to spray fluid. Look at his thing. It says spray fluid on you. Jesus Christ. I'm going to spray fluid on you. It does 90 damage though. Yeah. Wait till you see this next one. This next one's even better. It's another foily goodness. This is a full foily. We got Blissey in the house. Ability is natural cure with, I'm going to hit you with a blissful blast. Oh my gosh. It's the homeopathic Pokemon. <laughs> Let me see that. Yeah, he's homeopathic for sure. Blissey, this, I, I want to say this is like evolution. Some of the, like those have to be decent cards because the number on the side is higher than a lot of the other ones. Their HP, yes. Yeah, the other one was higher. 220. This one's 250. Yeah, and like some of these are 80. And anyways, I got another energy. We got the fist of Pokemon. <laughs> that's, um, that's fighting. We, we, we have Thwacky, which is just rapid strike stage one knockoff. Okay. We've got a trainer card, is which is Fog Crystal. Oh, Thwackies. Oh, so these are, I think these these are pretty pre-staged. Oh, so yeah, check this out. So this is Thwacky. So he's stage because look here it, it shows what he evolves from up in the upper corner he evolves from a grookey grookey becomes thwacky. it says stage one bro like it says stage one i'm gonna take it to stage one yeah don't stage try one's to, above the grookey don't try to get off don't i wonder son's if I, gonna i wonder i shit. wonder if he uh like if he would notice if i like did some pencil adjustments to these things. <laughs> this one's got a thousand like, HP. Why is yours on paper, Dad? It's not even real. <laughs> um, the last card, the last card I have is Hatrim, and Hatrim's special ability is Spiral Drain. It's my special ability too. I don't know if you got good cards in there or not. I Nonetheless, don't. I, I don't love, either. I love opening cards. That was um, fun, man. It is fun. I was going to buy some baseball cards when we were out today, but they only had full decks or full sets. I don't prefer to buy it that way. Hmm. I got two deli birds. If anyone wants to pay me $500, I'll give you a uh, deli bird for deli 500 bones. Exclusively on the Culture Jam. Not podcast. the good one. The other one. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Ah, uh, shit. What is it? Is there any, like, statistical difference between these deli birds? No, they're 90-90. Both have package delivery. No, it's just going to be a uh, uh, variation of the card itself. Yeah. Print of the card. So Pokemon cards are big right now, man. Um, shit, they've been big, dude. It's not right. just a sudden uh, sudden thing. Pokemon and Magic cards have been at the top of the, the trade, or I shouldn't say trading card, tabletop card games for many years. Well, and and it's it's... Messed up too because like I mean I don't I, I don't think I spent a lot for these two packs. Um uh oh you want these. Here you go. I mean unless you, you No, I want to keep them. the garbage. It's collector. I'm, I'm I'm a collector now. I have to keep the original uh Package. packaging, no one, right? No one does that. No one does that. No one does that? Not the uh, one that it came in. I mean, unless it's in it already. Uh and so like people getting into the hobby that aren't there for collecting, like myself i just want to play this with my kid because it's something that he is interested in he enjoys um you know we're at kind of a disadvantage because we just want to play we just want to read the books we just want to uh enjoy the thing and you've got all these other people that are out here you know scooping everything up because Mm. they're collectors or whatever so 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a disadvantage to you. I mean, because as long as you have the ability to pick up yeah. or build uh, your deck or what have you. Again, I'm not overly familiar with Pokemon. I can tell you from a Magic the Gathering standpoint that there is plenty ability to pick up decks and, and cards uh, that are not there. Yeah, that's that's Slowpoke, dude. He's got that sharpness. and That's, that's a Slowpoke in mating season yeah, for sure i told that you thing, that dude perched up on that fucking on that uh down over here at the watering hole looking, yeah. looking to find a find legs a, spread tails mm-hmm. laying about he's like see my long tail yep do you want to touch that long tail whoa touch my belly it's like the guy that sent you the facebook message request <laughs> um anyways yeah i'm not overly familiar with this but i i would be hard pressed to believe that you can't build a deck and, and play and have that recreational non-collective uh, build. Cause it, that's a, that is a different game than, than what you're talking about. I mean, it's the same, it's the same for uh, baseball cards. It's the same for comic books and in any of those collectives to where uh, it depends on what you want to do. If you want to collect a baseball team, just for the spite of the baseball team that I want to collect the Seattle Mariners, then value doesn't fuck with you, right? right? You're just like, no, I just like the the Mariners. Like, right. I just want this team. Yeah, and you can take that as far as you as as far as you want to go. The same with like, hey, I just want to play Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon with my kid, or I want to play Magic Gotta with my kid. Now, where, where the catch comes in is when you start. How far do you want to take it? Because tabletop games are the same. Well, shit, man, this could be the night. Like, this could be the start of my obsession with Pokemon card collection. And then we meet back here in four or five months, and I'm like, God damn, I couldn't pay my mortgage this month. I know. <laughs> like, hey, hey, bro, uh, on the way back from the airport, you might stop and buy a... Just hit up a couple. I just want a couple packs. They only give me two per store. So I've got to hit at least six stores today because I got to get more of these. (laughs) I got to get more slow pokes. I'm making a whole set of slide. And here's some cash. You pick up some too. Let's act like we don't know each other. Yeah. yeah. Because they got me on the the blacklist wall. (laughs) I show up. There's just a group of people sitting in a circle in chairs. They're like, Dustin, you got a problem, man. Yeah. Pokemon obsessed. Um, But talking about collectibles, we were out today. You picked up some hardcover collective books uh which which is part of the hobby and part of the collection and part of i guess participating in in uh you know this thing this thing this yeah thing. <laughs> uh so talk talk a little bit about that i mean what what is your thoughts now you don't have to go specific into the titles if you don't want to oh. i mean i don't think that matters but yeah i'm really embarrassed actually about the titles that i got yeah. i really uh I don't want to expose my my <laughs> inner workings too much. No, uh, Anthony took me to. Uh, can I drop the name of the? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we 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 went to Agus uh, Comic Book Shop, Agus Alaska Comics, uh, and it was a neat little store. You know, they had had comics everywhere. But uh, me as a comic book enthusiast, I am not like Anthony. So Anthony. He's got comic books that he's got in hard cases on the walls. He's got graded comic books uh, that are worth a good deal of money. He has uh, totes full of comic books that he either intends to have graded, he wants to keep, or he wants to sell. And then, of course, he's got a few that he wants to read as well that he's got, um, you know, like loose leaf open open uh, style. Myself, 
I'm simply a reader. I just enjoy reading comic books. I, I love the art. I love the stories. I love the characters. And so when I go to pick up a comic book, I'm usually looking for compendiums and omnibuses and uh, well, and trades. explain explain what that is because I think a lot of people don't understand uh, the distinction wow. between well, no, well, because because it, it's kind of important because well, I know uh, I just it's it's I, it's a rare moment for me that I would have to explain anything <laughs> comic book related because I feel like such a novice myself, you know, right? Um, but let me let me explain. I'll explain the front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can explain. You can explain why you do that because it's important for a lot of people. So. On the comic book side, right, you've got the new books which come out regularly, which range between about two ninety nine and about four ninety nine every single week. You between DC, Marvel, Boom Studios, Scout Comics, IDW, and many others that come out. That's the regular pricing, and then you have what's called back issues, which range from generally below cover price, which is the published cover price, obviously, and then to somewhat to fair market value. Now there's discriminations and whatnot against that. I'll talk about that later, but that's what you'll pay for a comic book. And again, that's per issue. So there is people that purchase those books and read them as a reader. There are people that purchase those books and bag and board them. If they don't come bag and board it and put them in their collection. And then there are some that do both where they'll read the book and then bag and board it for their collection. Now, what you're talking about is I want to read about X and this is your approach, which is important. So, you know, talk about what it, what is a TPD uh, compendium and, and why your approach is that way as opposed to single issue or what have you. Okay, so you said TPD. It's already an acronym. I don't know. Trade paperback? Yeah, trade paperback. Okay, so... Uh, and, and compendium omnibus, uh, and I I might get some of these these I'll, wrong. I'll so help jump you. in if I you. if you, you need to. Um, like a compendium would be a whole collection of a story. Yeah, uh, a, com- a compendium is generally a bulk run on something, not a TPD. Right. Okay. So, uh, so like a a, a TPB would be a a much smaller collection, like five five. Yeah. Comic Gen- books, five depending books. On, depending on the length of the story, it's normally between about five and eight eight books. Depending again, if it's a short runner, hardcovers are generally still referred to as TPD hardcover. So, all right, same. I see that you've got two invincible large Those sons of bitches. Those yeah. are compendiums. Yeah. So just so you guys get an idea in your minds. Uh, I guess for those of those of you old enough to know what a phone book is, <laughs> uh, they kind of look like an old school phone book. Uh, so, some of them, if the runs that long, right? Because like clearly, so what what you're you're explaining, which is perfect, like they couldn't combine those two books together. Like, no, like and that's like the one is almost unreasonable. We're talking at, at two two and a half inches worth of book here. Like it's pretty good size. Yeah, it's three inch three inch book. Probably all day long. De- uh, yeah. So <laughs> you have a six. Like a you six couldn't. Yeah, book. but you couldn't. The binding would rip right. I don't think they. Produce- they have tomes like that. I've seen like mass uh, NASA manuals that, you know, but are they're like, hard bound and. Yeah. 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 They've yeah, got like the stitched uh, binding and yeah. whatnot. Uh, so anyway, that would be a compendium. A trade uh, paperback would be, you know, like four or five books. Uh, we'll say, and then an omnibus would be something that would span the entire series. If, yeah? if, if allowing, if it if, could, if allowing. Yeah. Okay. 
Gen- generally, that's what they try to do. Again, if it's a if it is like an epically long, then you're going to get more of a comp- a compendium style book, okay. to where it's just this is a compendium or index of. Because again, so looking at like like we're looking at Invincible is what we're looking at. So if it ran the full range of 145 copies, full length, it would be. And I have the third one on order. No fucking book that's going to be produced is going to be nine inches thick because you can't like you're going to fucking destroy the book. You can never go through that. So it's going to be several. So it could be an omnibus of, you know, four, four different variants of that. Or it could be an omnibus of like six to where it's not the 25 TPDs and it's not the three compendiums. It's six omnibus. Right. So my preference when getting these books, my, my first preference would be to get an omnibus if I could, that, that covered an entire story uh, within whatever given universe I'm looking at. And so I, I'm talking about like big event books, like uh, secret invasion, secret wars, you know, the infinity saga, something like that, that, that encompasses everything in one book. And specifically I'm looking for hardcover books. Like I'm, I, I'm not interested in uh, paperback uh, trade uh, paperbacks or, um, you know, soft cover uh, compendiums or anything like that. I'm looking for hardcover because I want these things to go in a bookcase. I want these to be able to stand on in freely with their, you know, their other, <laughs> I guess, more sophisticated uh, book counterparts. And I like that because, it gives me a whole story, man. It gives it it puts me into the action. I know where it starts and I can see it all the way through to the end. Now, the problem that I have is with some of these uh events, say Civil War, for example, in Marvel, uh, I have the omnibus of that event. And it's great. I love it. I love reading it. But the problem with the event is that every single, not every single, but many of the different characters or, or runs during that event have their own story that took place within civil war that, you know, I, I just don't have the space or uh, I guess the moxie at this point to, to get them all. So that's, that's what I like reading today at the comic shop. I got um, four X factor books. Uh, The first one I got was, gosh, I can't even remember something Maddock um, and, or Mardock. And it was a, it's a complete, uh, series one through five. And then I got, uh, like several different X factor books. I got X factor one through six and then like X factor 24 through 28. And then like X factor 29 through 32, I think. So I'm going to be missing big chunks of that story and I'm really upset about it. But now and I couldn't pass them up because they looked like such cool comics and they were, they were for seven bucks. So like, which, which the retail I think was 20 bucks. Well, I looked online, I looked at Amazon and it was like $49 and I, I was like, and I can't. So regardless, yeah, you I can't, can't pass that up. No. Even if I'm missing some of the story, I can still be entertained by the art. I can still be entertained by the well, storytelling. Well, and the, and the collectability kicks in because you can look for reasonable prices on the, the fillers. Right through, through time, if if it interests I've set you myself up for a investment a of time and of, and resources. Uh, yeah, someone. yeah, and that's a great way to approach it because I've got a lot of 
trade paperbacks. I've got some hard, but uh, I'm not inclusive to just hard, hard covers because some books don't come in hardcover. Uh, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and I've been picking up trade paperbacks. I've had quite a few, but I've been leaning toward it more because there's some books that I wanted to read in a collection. And if you catch the right deals on a trade paperback, yeah, you get four, four or eight copies of the comic book for a third of the price or a quarter of the price of buying that many comic books, which is great. And it's also, in my opinion, more reader friendly. You're not opening up five or 10 bags and you're not pilfering through these books. You're cracking open one book and you're saying, okay, then you can walk through it, especially if you can get a good deal on said book. I mean, that's, that's fucking money in the bank as far as I'm concerned. Um, if that is, that is your interest and it is a good way to kind of look into the collection or the book itself too, as opposed to benching out whatever fair market value is for those books. If you're being charged that, because there's a lot of books, you can get a TPD for 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Whereas the first comic in the series has blown up. And that first comic in the series is worth a hundred bucks. Hmm. And then how the fuck are you ever going, you know, if you don't want to go down that road. You have to read it online. That's a Well, I mean, that's that's the thing with it. I mean, like Department of Truth is is a uh, book by Image Comics. It's blown up. The first trade paper, you know, or excuse me, the first comic is going between, you know, 30 bucks and 100 bucks. You know, but if you pay 30 bucks for the first book, five bucks cover price for the next 10 books, where are you at? That's nine times four, you know, 40. So we'll just say you're at 70, 80 bucks when the TBD for the first 10 books is say 15 bucks. Dang. I mean, so, so you do your math on that and what you want out of the hobby, but I think it's an interesting point to consider on your approach, at least to the comic book hobby on like, while you may want to read up on these books because movies are interesting you on what Marvel's doing, DC's doing boom studios, image comics, so forth and so on. What you're saying is, is it the, the last man, the Sandman, doom patrol Titans, and you want to learn more that is a solid fucking approach to be able to do just that. And and they look cool. And they're if you've got friends or, or, or family that is into that kind of stuff or you share books or what have you for reading purposes, I, I feel like that's a hell of a lot more of a solid approach than being like, here's a dozen comic books. Right. Yeah. I Well, I, I've gotten some really cool collections. Um and not like a lot. I'm I'm just getting back into like reading these things and even even enjoying them. And it was cool going to the comic shop today because like typically if I'm if I'm gonna get an omnibus, I'm gonna find it online. And then I'm limited by my own knowledge of the source material. So like I know that you know big events are flashpoint and civil war and secret wars. Um, but maybe there's one that I don't know about. And so it was kind of nice to go into a comic shop and go, Oh, where's your hardcover books? Here they are. Oh, these look interesting. I don't know about these guys, a book I would have never just found on my own. Um, I mean, I guess I could go to forums and stuff and be like, Hey guys, I'm in the market for an omnibus. That requires like a lot of, yeah, Yeah, a lot of legwork. I mean, browsing is kind of nice too, you know, so. It is. Yeah. It is. That's that's a that's a valid point because I've picked up some of my recent, well, a combination. Some of my books 
A, I've had some of my other books I ordered uh, just via pull box from my LCS. And then some of the other ones I picked up because they were recommendations from some, some of the sites. Hey, this is a great book. This is the premise of the book. If you're interested, here's the price. And then the price hits and you're like, fuck for a couple of bucks. Cause I've picked, I've been fortunate enough to pick up TPDs for and omnibuses and what have you for two bucks, five bucks. And I'm like, dude, I can't pass it up. You know, you just told me about it. This sounds fucking epic. Uh, I'm in, you know, because again, it's, it, it's still reading material. It's, it's shelf material. It's, uh, you'll never know when you'll find yourself with a, with a kid, a cousin, uncle, friend, family, where you're like, you strike that conversation and you have that source material. And the other cool thing with these books, it's the same material that's in the comic minus if there's ads or what have you. Right. And so if you want to discuss the artwork or the writing or the story, there's so many different approaches that you can take with it. Um, and then pulling it out, it again isn't like, hold on, let me get all these fuck, let me get a dozen comic books out. Get be you careful, a milk crate to take this be, thing be, in. Yeah, be careful though. Don't damage this and don't do that. I just feel like it's a, it's a better approach if you if you want to take that route. Well, and then you know most of the ones that I've found on like you know Amazon and other popular sites range from like forty to seventy bucks for an omnibus, like a complete collection. Um, and then a lot of them will have, you know, the complete story, like we said, but they'll also have covers and variant covers that they, that they, uh, put out the original comics in. they'll have sketches and notes, um, and, and letters from the artists and the writers and stuff like that in there too. So it's not like you're just getting the comic, like you're getting the DVD extras as well, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. To some degree, depending on what run, right, right, right. Yeah, depending yeah. on the the book, what yeah. you're running, and that also depends on what comic you're getting too, because some <laughs> depending on the comic, but it still is a nice approach because, and there is collectability in both the omnibuses, the trade paperbacks, the hard covers. There is different collectability um, and value built in those, and it also goes to the comic books themselves. So it's it's an interesting market when you think about that, but I. Again, if you're a reader and, you know, you can also find this shit at your your local bookstores and uh, if you've got used bookstores, there's a lot of places that carry these kinds of things because they come in because people like reading collections of books. And to be honest, with the way the market is, I can tell you from experience with trying to collect certain runs on books, you can't fucking find them for an affordable price. So while the omnibus is sitting there at 40 bucks you couldn't put together a, a 40 comic collection if that's what it was or 50 comic collection if you're left dependent on it for under 150 bucks true and even if you had the 150 bucks you still couldn't find all 50 issues so what is your intent um and what is your i guess scope or preview of the hobby itself and that that's where it comes in to the hobby on whether is it collectability, is it understanding the story, so it lends to the next story that's being told, or the version three of this character, or four, because we know that changes every version. The characters and, and the story that's being told changes because why? The writers, the uh, inkers, the artists, all of it changes, and they're not going to reiterate the same story fucking four, four or five, six times over, or else what would be the point? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 
also though, they're constantly rewriting the stories like in the different universes and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Cause we've had civil war, civil war two, secret war, secret wars, yeah. uh, to, I don't know if they've done a new infinity. I know they did infinity saga and infinity war. And I guess now, well, now they that did I'm infinity gauntlet too. Yeah. Now that I'm talking about it, I uh, guess all I uh, read is Marvel shit apparently, <laughs> <laughs> but I read a lot of ma- manga as well. You know, I've got, I've got omnibus collections of uh, one piece by Ichiro Oda. Like I talked about in episodes previous um, saga is one that I'm starting to collect. Uh, I love that. That story is absolutely amazing. Uh, Umbrella Academy. I've got a few of those. Those are really good. Um, yeah. And, and then some, some Marvel stuff. I do have a couple floppy soft cover ones. I'm not so excited about those, but I got, you know, it's so funny that red sun Superman or whatever you're exclusive to, or you want to be, I guess, exclusive to hardcover. I just, I, I, and it's not to say that the, the soft cover comics denote a lack of respect. There's just something to me that, that strikes as very dignified uh, as like a, a hard grade. spine. Well, it's premium book. grade yeah, versus it's just, it's, I don't, I don't I, know. Like most of mine, I think that that's not all of mine, but the bulk of mine is all, is all paper. I, um, yeah. I've got like a, one or two, maybe I think over there, maybe that are hardcover. I think I have one or two in my, I've got a box. And as a result, I mean, uh, you know, as a result of you being more entrenched in it and buying more and being more involved, you have more. But as a result of not being exclusive to those hardcover books, your collection is much more extensive than mine. Yeah. Uh, I have set myself yeah, the opportunity, very rigid parameters. Yeah, yeah, like the opportunity doesn't. I'm not going to if it's two bucks, I'm taking the fucking soft cover, dude, without a doubt. If it's two bucks, I'm picking it up. And if it bends, I'm putting it back down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to me and it's well, and it's all conditionary stuff, too. Like, what are you doing? And again, they don't always offer hardcovers. Right. Like hardcover is 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 an exclusive thing. They are not ordered. I guarantee you 100 percent. They are not ordered by comic shops because often the hardcover is also more expensive and to get someone in a trade TPD is the goal over a comic because comics first TPD uh, and then hardcover because trying to convince someone to buy a hardcover over a comic and over a TPD is that much more. And I am in that, in that environment weekly. Um, and when hardcovers come up, you better hope they're on a good deal or people are like, why the fuck am I going to pay extra for a hardcover over a trade paperback? Right. So yeah. Yeah. that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, I, I agree. I wish all of mine were hardcover, but shit, some of them, they don't make the invincible stuff. They don't have that in hardcover. Right. I mean, there's no option. I, or just not get it. Right. Dude, that's, no, that's your <laughs> that's option. Where I'm that's where I'm at. That's, man. Yeah. That's, that's your option. So you're going to have to open up a little fella. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I if, could, if uh, I soften could, up a little, I could stop expose myself to your, more. Yeah. Stop I could stop be more being cultured. such a prick about your, your your covers and exclusivity about my slowpoke about your slowpoke, but that's it. That's that's a very interesting uh, and fun thing to talk about because without being entrenched in the collectability side, that's more of the I would say the the hobby side of like you know I want to understand this thing, I want to participate. This is the solid collector's approach on like you know I'd like to build out a set. Have you gotten into sets? It sounded like you were starting to. 
with event sets and well this this x factor uh is probably going to be if i can if i can find some or all of them i mean honestly i've got one through six right now so i've got a good starting point before i have to worry about interrupting my storyline uh to get into the other ones but ideally after i read number six I'd like to move on to number seven and not number 20, 24 or whatever. <laughs> now, where did all these characters go? <laughs> so like I, I, cause you know, I've read, read comics since I was little and most of the comics I read when I was little were out of order. They were something I picked up off of a rack and you got just into the, read them. and I just read them. And I had no problems because it was cool. They, you know, they'd recap the stuff that I needed to know for the most part. And then uh, I enjoyed the art and I enjoyed the stories. So I, I have thought about, you know, getting the other versions of those comic book events. Civil Wars, Civil War Wolverine was one that I remember reading. Yeah, I've got, some I think of. I've got a Civil War number one over there. Uh, and, and even on the trade yeah. trade paperback, like to do all of the t- TPDs on that, dude, That'd I was like. so much. It, it is expensive, dude, because I, I almost bought some and dude listed like five of them. And I'm like, Civil War one, Civil War two, well, Civil War one, one. Civil War one, two, Civil War one, three. I'm like, fuck. And he was given a decent deal. But when you start compounding, right. And you're like, damn, dude, I don't want to buy seven books at 10 bucks each, which was a deal. Cause I think cover price of 15 bucks a book. I'm like, that's gotta be time. a huge moneymaker for these companies though. When they put out these massive events that all of their, all of their properties can then run off of those events and say what their characters were doing when the world was ending and they just, you know, there's people that want to get them all. They want to get the whole story. And that's the whole yeah. story, man. Well, and it's just a piece of it, though, remember, because there's those that own each individual comic. Well, I and I ran into that, too, because I have a um, uh, Miss Marvel omnibus, which is it's kind of an omnibus, but also just kind of a collection of Miss Marvels. I got a Fantastic Four one as well. Uh, and one of the stories at the end was Miss Marvel coming to talk to Captain Marvel and they're trying to save people because of the cataclysmic event that preceded secret wars. Mm -hmm. And so I was seeing what was happening because I'd read secret wars, but I was seeing what was happening in this little corner of the universe. And so I know there's a bunch of little corners of the universe that I could explore. And I, I want to, but at the same time, it's very intimidating and foreboding. Yeah. Well, there's so much to it, man. There, there is so much because going off of the main storylines too, going off the main storylines, going into sub storylines, going into other, because all they are is series. All those are, are series and sub series of comic book runs. That's right. that's what they all collectively are. And when you get out of even Marvel and you go into boom studios, image comics, IDW, uh, vertigo in some of these older, older runs, it, like, then it really opens up and ramps up onto like, what is it that interests you? And there's a lot of one shots that only had one run of life. And that was it, man. That's, that's right. it for the characters. They're not playing in that sandbox that you see from Marvel to where you can read a Wolverine. Like I've got a uh, fucking several Wolverine books over here. Uh, and I think a couple more coming that are not related to each other at all. And that was the intent. There were one shots. It was like, here's here's this story. Um, but it was a, the collection of one shots or the collection of limited series. And uh, while those are cool because you get a different perspective, different story arc, 
Uh, it's just very interesting to consider that and many other fucking things, dude. Like, again, collections that you can't get or you're on the fence about. Like I said, if it's a deal, like a legitimate deal, it's like I have no hesitation. Two bucks, three bucks. I'm like, dude, candy bar prices. I'm in. I don't give a <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? If you're telling me it's a good book and you're a reputable person, two or three bucks, I'm in, dude. You know what I mean? Worst comes to worst, I give it away to someone. Right? <laughs> you know, and they'll probably appreciate it. And then Dustin gets a new comic book. I know. And then Dustin, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. So, um, shit, I think, I, I think let's wrap it with that. This was kind of the casual collector, I think, is, is this what is this the is. casual collector. Yeah. This was Dustin fucking around with things he doesn't know about. That sounds like a sorcerer messing with dark arts, man. What? fucking around with things he doesn't know about yeah the craft four yep here it is uh yeah so let's leave it at that guys so we got a casual collector's perspective of getting in and a lot of this as i've mentioned several times in past episodes where where i dive into collectibles is uh you don't have to have a huge budget there's easy ways in easy ways out but just to get the hobby going Today, we talked about Pokemon. We talked about comic books, but this applies to other trades and crafts as well. And looking at what your alternatives are to get into the hobby and the collectible um, and going to different forums and understanding that that's the key to success, not running on the trends. <laughs> because while we all would love to watch and understand that the top tier guys for photography and videography and comic books and coin collecting and currency and pokemon uh to understand others approaches in maybe your way in or an opportunity for you to be able to get in on the cheap or what's relevant to your area and your resources that's it that's what we got thank you guys so much for tuning in to culture jack podcast this is another episode of monday madness i'm anthony we had our special guest dustin today and uh we'll catch up with you in the next episode